Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. Today we'll be talking about Airbnb or short-term rentals in the city of Erie and the challenges city zoning and council members are having trying to legislate this growing rental trend. My guests today are Bill Gleckler and Michael Sullivan, both members of a group that has formed here in Erie to help try and steer some of the thinking and planning for how to regulate short-term rentals like Airbnb or Verbo, uh, things that are happening in private homes around the city. So welcome to both of you and your group is called? Rest Erie. Rest Erie. Rest Erie. And it's kind of an acronym. It's basically we're trying to uh, educate the residents of Erie about short-term rentals and uh, trying to raise awareness and then uh, create some information that hopefully will uh, uh, influence the outcome of the ordinance that, that maybe uh, council may pass in the future. What made you decide to get involved, uh, Bill and, and Michael, then you can answer the same question. Sure. Well, Michael kind of predates me. Michael, why don't you start? Um, we're involved as a neighborhood association up in Glenwood, and we feel that the uh, Airbnb, the business model they have, Lisa, is uh, detrimental to neighborhoods. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it across the country. Um, I know you have a piece you're going to air about Pittsburgh. Um, unfortunately, we had the, the uh, you know, the drug dealing and, and the murders on, uh, murder on 38th McClellan. Um, we had the shooting at 8th and Maryland. Um, these are not isolated incidents anymore. Uh, They're rampant across the country. And um, we're, we're concerned, or why would you bring them into neighborhoods? Why would you legislate it and allow it to be in neighborhoods? We have enough problems here in Erie without bringing this into neighborhoods. And it's interesting because really the conversation around here started with a party at a property on Upland Drive, which is right mm -hmm. in your neck of the woods. That led mm -hmm. to some controversy, but certainly that wasn't murder and mayhem. It was kind of a noisy, right. noisy party, right? Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, noisy party. And, and um, you know, we, we think, you know, R1 neighborhoods, R1A neighborhoods, um, people live in these neighborhoods and pay these taxes and keep their homes up for a reason. And I don't say that the Airbnb properties are in disarray. They're not. But they're not transient either. Airbnbs are a fancy word. We know how they were developed uh, years ago. The business model has been extremely successful, but they're motels. And um, you go, you pay, you leave. They're just mini motels, micro motels. And we just don't feel that they belong in, 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 uh, in neighborhoods. Um, they're a detriment to the neighborhoods. So you're talking specifically about R1 residential single family home neighborhoods. Is that your biggest concern? Big concern. And R1A neighborhoods, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of places for, our, for Airbnbs. Um, and and uh, we've noted that in, in Rest Erie and stuff. Uh, we just don't feel they should be in, in, in uh, neighborhoods. And where do you stop with that, Lisa? You know, do you go, well, we already have a motel in there and we want to put in, you know, an, another business. Um, I've been a fanatic about zoning since I've been young, and, and I don't think Erie does a great job in z with zoning. Um, you know, you have a home, you have an apartment building, you have a country fair, et cetera. So it, it's a slippery, slippery mm -hmm. slope. So to make clear, the purpose of your group is not to be against short-term rentals. It's that we just don't have good regulations for short-term rentals in right. our city. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I got involved based on a letter actually that I received from the Glenwood neighbors. And they were talking about a, a hearing that was going to occur at city council. And 
you know, I know of Airbnbs. I've stayed at Airbnbs. I, I've enjoyed uh, having some very fun vacations at Airbnbs. And I always thought that it was associated with kind of a mom and pop renting their house out. Um, but when I read the, the ordinance, which is rather short, it's only two pages long, it was very surprising to me that basically it was throwing the door wide open for corporations to come into our community and operate um, basically miniature hotels, as Michael said, in our neighborhood. Um, and no restriction, it could be anywhere within the city. And so I felt that uh, the, the Glenwood people have done a great job trying to raise the awareness, but we felt that we needed to broaden our, our viewpoint and make the rest of the Erie community known about what, what is really uh, facing them if the ordinance were to go through um, as, as conceived initially. So you're talking about possible corporate ownerships of homes and turning those into Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, I mean, we obviously are fighting a big blight problem here in Erie. There have been out-of-state owners of homes for a long time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. With a lot of turnover in the rentals of those homes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's magic about 30 days versus 31 days? How, how is a short-term rental even really defined? Here's an interesting one, here's a segue to that, Lisa. In, 20, in the year 2021, uh, Columbus, Ohio uh, was noted the other day in their paper, 16.8% um, of all residential homes in Columbus, Ohio were sold to outside investment groups. Wow. That's a huge number. Yeah. There is an investment group, and I, and I apologize, I don't have the name, um, they owned 82,000, close to 82,000 private homes. So when you go down this road, when we say, you know, we have, a, we have an inventory problem here in Erie for affordable housing. So say a house with a, a two bedroom home, you might rent for $850 a month, pick a number, okay? These investment groups can make that $850 in three days charging as an Airbnb. This is the business model we don't want to see in residential neighborhoods. Right. You could come out of this studio and have three or four of these homes on, uh, on Norman Way and they take them off the market. Guess who needs this affordable housing? The people that, you know, you know local people. Local people. So I, I did tough. a news story recently. It was when I had a chance to meet you for the first time, Bill, to catch people up on where this all stands this spring after that deadly mass shooting at an Airbnb in Pittsburgh. Let's take a look just so people understand the background. Murder and mayhem at an underage and overcrowded Airbnb party in Pittsburgh Easter weekend. Airbnb's ban on this operator too late to save two 17-year-olds shot and killed. Bill Gleckler of Rest Erie, a group trying to educate and help shape a short-term rental ordinance here, says trouble like this is everywhere. So Rest Erie believes that uh, we need to take a more active role and strengthen uh, our proposed ordinances for short-term rentals so that such things uh, couldn't happen in the city of Erie. Right now, about 100 short-term rentals operate in the city, but Gleckler's group wants them to limit occupancy and be owner-occupied, not run by corporations or outside interests. That way, if a neighbor does have a problem, the owner is right there eventually, and they can, they can provide feedback and make, uh, you know, say, hey, you know, these people weren't a good, uh, a good renter. You need to take some action on who you rent to. 
This home on Upland Drive in Glenwood being used as an Airbnb all the way back in 2017 is the one that started all the discussion here in Erie. The city first upheld their right to use it as an Airbnb, then reversed themselves because there's really no language on the books in Erie governing short-term rentals, even now. We've had people from all sides come to council with great ideas. Um, and council has taken those ideas very, very seriously. And so a lot of times people get frustrated. Why, uh, why don't we have a, a solution? Why isn't the ordinance done? That's because council wants to make sure that it does what's in the best interests of, of the city. It's tough. It is tough. Council wants to get it right. We're going to talk more with these guys from Rest Erie when we come back about how they hope to help. Welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. My guests again are Bill Gleckler and Michael Sullivan, both members of Rest Erie PA with the goal of trying to steer the conversation about what a short-term rental ordinance in Erie should look like. So where does this stand right now? Is Erie ahead or behind the curve in this conversation? Because the number of people making their houses be Airbnbs is, is proliferating here, right? Absolutely. Well, where we stand right now is, of course, the last formal action by City Council was held in December. And at that time, City Council elected to table the resolution, table the matter, um, and basically hand it off to the new council that was forming after the first of the year. Since that time, they have held a study session, basically a, a public viewing of them talking back and forth about some of the issues. The public is not allowed to comment during those type of study right, sessions. Right, so that was a study session. So council was talking about it. The public came to show their interest, but the public wasn't allowed to comment? That's correct. Under their rules uh, at this point, uh, we have not really had any direct dialogue with city council. We've sent various bits of information to them um, with the hope that they will read it and educate themselves. But no, direct dialogue uh, under their rules uh, until we until we're invited, we, uh, we don't really have an opportunity to speak directly with them on this. So there was a, 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 a proposed ordinance that they did not act on. It's just a couple of pages. I remember when we spoke a couple of months ago, you provided right. me what Atlanta was doing, which is a much thicker document. Mm -hmm. So have other cities gotten their arms around this? And do you think Erie should follow any particular model? Yes, uh, other cities have, well, there's, there's a cross section. Other cities have uh, embraced Airbnbs with the idea that they're mom and pops, only to learn that they're much bigger and, and a much more problematic situation, and were required to revisit their legislation and ordinances for zoning. Um, and cities uh, such as Los Angeles, New York, very Atlanta is an example. And um, so, you know, and then there's others that are just slowly trying to migrate into the into the matter right now. So it's really a cross section of of, of responses by various cities. Gettysburg. Gettysburg, Gettysburg of course, is, and stuff yeah, and, they've, and they've had a, you know, they're a tourist area mm -hmm. and they have opened their doors wide open to Airbnbs only to find that they've had all sorts of problems. They've lost a lot of, of uh, normal neighborhood type of owners mm -hmm. and uh, so they're sitting and trying to reevaluate how they, they proceed going forward. Obviously, Erie is a tourism city, mm -hmm. so having Airbnbs here makes sense. In January on McClellan Avenue, not so much. Right. So 
Um, clearly, there is a reason people would want to come here in Airbnb, mm -hmm. also being a college town with several mm -hmm. colleges and universities. If people are coming to visit, they may want to uh, stay at an Airbnb rather than a hotel. Uh, but how are other cities preventing criminal activities in an available well, home? We should actually digress a little here, too, Lisa. You know, with the, we bring up the slice of life. Our Pennsylvania Supreme Court outlawed no Airbnbs in R1 neighborhoods. That's the rule of Pennsylvania. Judge Dimitrovich, same thing. No Airbnbs in R1 neighborhoods. Unfortunately, city council and uh, the zoning folks think differently. So I've always been at a loss. I don't know how they can override a, a judge decision or a Supreme Court decision, but here we are again five years later. And when you mention city council, I'd like to say Michael Keyes has reached out to us, Councilman Keyes, to try yes. to, to work on this. But some council people, you know, they think, oh, it's progressive. It's, we're behind the ball. We should have Airbnbs. People come to their son or daughter's graduation at Mercer's College and they stay at Airbnb. And I say, show me where an Airbnb is good for a neighborhood. And you get dead silence because they can't. They say, well, it's good for tourism. And I say, so are they going to miss their son's graduation if they can't stay at Airbnb? Nick Scott would love to have them at one of his hotels or the beautiful hotels we have down in the bay there. So I think it's a false argument. Um, oh, it's good for tourism. And we've said to city, uh, the city council, well, where, you know, what kind of revenue? The city gets zero, zero dollars and they have a slew of enforcement they have to take care of. So. All right, so just quickly here, uh, you have opened up one of your documents. Yeah, so, I'd, uh, I'd like to read, if I could, Lisa, just some words. This is the, the slice of life uh, ruling. Um, and this was by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the ruling was issued on December, uh, I'm sorry, April 26th of 2019. But it says, short-term tenants have little interest in public agencies or in the welfare of the citizens, citizenry. They do not participate in local government, coach little leagues, or join the hospital guild. They do not lead a, a, a Cub Scout troop. They don't volunteer at the library or keep an eye on their elderly neighbors. Literally, they have today come and gone tomorrow without engaging in any sort of activities that weld or strengthen a community. The permanence and stability of the people living in a single family neighborhood District creates a sense of community, cultivates and fosters relationships that provides an overall quality of place where people are invested and engaged in the neighborhood and care for each other. This is a place where children can play together and neighbors can know each other and look out for one another. And people can enjoy a quiet seclusion of their homes. So I think we've established what the problem is from your point of view, although you've said you're not against Airbnb as a concept in some part of the city. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about what you think the solution is when we come back and why other people should get involved. Stay with us. Welcome back again to The Insider. My guests are Bill Gleckler and Michael Sullivan, members of Rest Erie, trying to help shape an ordinance in the city of Erie for short-term rentals. 
So how many people are involved in your group? Do you meet regularly? And are you making any progress, do you feel, toward getting some kind of an ordinance here? Because it seems like it's taking a really long time. Sure. With, well, Rest Erie is kind of a virtual organization. With COVID and all that, it's difficult to meet personally together. But uh, we have about 400 active members uh, from across the city of Erie. Um, and uh, we're just actively trying to introduce concepts, educate people, and then create some information for uh, the city. We've actually prepared a document, uh, this document here, which is a resource document uh, that defines some of the concerns about short-term rentals. While, you know, during our discussions earlier, it sounds like we're totally against short-term rentals. We actually are not. We're actually very interested in trying to have a balanced approach and do it in a wise fashion. Um, things like safety standards need to be put in place. We think that it's a very important to have some density requirements in place so that someone doesn't come in and buy up large blocks of low-income housing and displace long-term rentals. Um, we think that it's important that in more residential areas that it be more a owner-occupied application or situation. So those sort of things, and this encompasses a fair amount of research of different communities and what other people have found and trying to give uh, some information to the city council people so that they can make a, a more uh, educated decision. Are you going to make an effort to have a good public conversation on this? Because so far, again, if you were watching city council discuss it but couldn't be part of the discussion, uh, when and where might that conversation happen? Public debate. There will be, uh, and, and, and hopefully uh, Councilman Keyes will let us know. We, we look at their agenda every week and uh, we're, we're to be notified when we can have, uh, when they draft the ordinance, there will be, I think, two separate council meetings on for public debate. Right. So I guess there were are probably responsible Airbnb operators, maybe, as you said, owner-occupied kind of folks who maybe go away for a couple months of the year and mm -hmm. want to rent their place out. Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh, that came too late, uh, lives lost there, but you said Airbnb itself is working to prevent party houses like this? Yeah, interestingly developing. enough, it, uh, early in May, May, May 4th, they actually issued a document uh, on the internet to their, uh, their users of their service. And basically what it is, is it's an anti-party crackdown uh, plan for addressing this summer holiday. Not throughout the summer, but just key holidays, Memorial Day, uh, July 4th, and Labor Day. Uh, so they recognize that they have an issue. I think they're trying to take some steps to control it. Uh, my point is, is that the city needs to learn from prior experiences and with their zoning rules, embrace some of these concepts, such as, you know, don't have a, a one-night uh, type stand. Don't, ha don't rent out to um, individuals for a one-day situation where they can just host a party. Have defined occupancy limits. Um, and those sort of things that kind of limit uh, and control the, the idea of having a party at a, at a rental place. We've also looked at, you know, I, I've brought up, Lisa, uh, Erie Refocus. This was a comprehensive plan. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I think it cost about $140,000 um, that the taxpayers paid for. And in that plan, there's a copy here, and I discuss it with city council uh, members. There are only two healthy neighborhoods in the city of Erie anymore. This plan, I think, was 17, 2017. That's it. Mm -hmm. So we're talking five years ago. Other neighborhoods are either too far gone or they're on the border. Okay? And so we asked City Council, 
why would you want to bring another element in to destabilize these neighborhoods? Again, no answers. Well, what happens next for Erie and whatever is decided must be enforced as well. We'll talk about those things when we come back. Welcome back again. We're talking with Bill Gleckler and Michael Sullivan from Rest Erie about short-term rentals in the city of Erie. So. What happens next at the zoning and city council level? Do they have another ordinance that is in the works that they have to take action on? They currently are working on amending the ordinance. We're told that they're going to take in some of our comments into play. Um, and we've actually taken the, the time to draft an ordinance, which encompasses uh, some of the key aspects. Um, for example, safety, which was not included at all in the original ordinance. You know, we had a very negative experience where uh, a daycare center burnt to the ground and some kids were killed, unfortunately. And after the fact, then city reacted to that. We don't want that to occur in short-term rentals. You've got people that are coming into a strange home, staying for a night or two, and then leaving. They don't know where the fire emergency exits are, the fire extinguishers, anything. So those sort of things we really need to make sure that are in place and so that these operate as safely as a hotel or a motel would. So they could choose to take the language of your ordinance or the one they're working on, but whatever is decided upon has to be enforced. So as this type of property grows, do you think the city's going to need another department for oversight? Yes, absolutely. And we said, where that, where's that money going to come from? And Councilman Keyes said, well, if you have 100 Airbnbs and you charge them $500 a, a year to have that license, there's $50,000 and $50,000 would go into a pot to hire a supervisor, or et cetera. And I've said to Michael, yes, and next year that'll go, that money will go into the general fund and then we'll be told, well, there's not money for it. And as Michael Keyes, uh, Councilman Keyes said to me, you know, the unfortunate thing, so many of these issues happening over the weekend, guess what? City doesn't operate in the weekend. Right. His words for, yep. police and firemen do, of course. Obviously. Right. But, but, so, so we're down to the last couple minutes here. So how can people get involved if they've heard what you're saying and they have opinions? How can they get involved in this discussion? Uh, I would uh, communicate via Rest Erie. We have an email address. Unfortunately, we don't have a website at this point in time, but our email address is rest, R-E-S-T, dot Erie, P-A, at gmail.com. So rest again. dot Erie, P-A, at gmail.com. And no planned hearing yet, but there will be discussion at council if this ordinance gets on the agenda? Correct. Mm -hmm. We've, uh, I've been told, uh, again by Councilman Keyes, it could be actually the fall before there's uh, public discussion and right. stuff. They have to get it right, and I mean for all of us, and, and uh, hopefully they take some input here. Hopefully they look at it's know, Slice of Life and a couple other issues also, Lisa. Yeah, and if you're hearing this, uh, please, you know, get involved, come mm -hmm. to city council meetings, make your, your feelings known, because it's an important topic. It's for, important. For our community. Thank you. We could have talked forever. Thanks to both of you for being with us. As always, thank you for joining us. Join us again next time for The Insider. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.